0: family friends fans and foes it's time once again for never sleeps networks talking wrestling and i'm your host casey corbin and thank you for joining us on the show before we get started you know what we got to do we got to hit up those social media places that i'm always talking about so why don't you go on the twitter hit us up at TnW Pod, give us a follow, give us a tweet, whatever you like, it's all good. Find us on Gmail. You want to send us a Gmail? Tell us how the show is doing. Tell us what you think. Give us any ideas. Uh, go ahead and do that at Talkin wrestling gmail.com. Uh, You want to look at the pictures uh, that are up on the Instagrams? You go to Talking Wrestling Podcast on the Instagram, and finally on Facebook, join our group Talking Wrestling on Facebook. That's where we are. And uh, where are you? Well, you're on the other end of this uh, this recording. That's where you are. However, I am uh, still in beautiful, uh, sunny uh, Los Angeles, California. For those of you who don't know, I have been out here on tour. Uh, Well, not on tour. I went through Western Canada. I did a small tour of select dates uh, to promote my new CD. Uh, Yes, I have a new CD. No one has CDs anymore. Well, it's on iTunes for digital download. Also on Amazon. Uh, It's called Different Jokes. So I hit... uh, just outside of Vancouver, a club called Laugh Lines, New Westminster. Uh, very great. Had a great weekend there, um, and then we went down to uh, Kamloops and Kelowna. We did two shows in the interior of BC, and that the, those places are just beautiful, beautiful. Where else? Uh, where else do we go? Oh, well, in Kamloops, obviously, um, that's British Columbia's only marijuana uh, shop that's run by the government, the BC Cannabis Store. I uh, I stopped in there and uh, took a look around and made a few purchases. <laughs> uh, totally legal in Canada. So as long as you don't uh, smoke while you drive, you know, because that's where they'll they'll really put the boots to you. So don't do that. Also, then uh, from Kamloops and Kelowna, I went to Calgary and did a set on Comedy Monday Night and Comedy Tuesday Night. Great rooms run by James Moore. And then, of course. I went on to work at the laugh shop uh opening for uh, Norm Macdonald and that was just a fantastic weekend of uh, hanging out with Norm and uh, and and doing shows with Norm and playing poker as well and losing to Norm but what a great weekend it was and then I uh, flew down here to California and uh just had the best time ever just the best time ever um you know we had uh so many great things. So basically, what I came down to L.A. for was just to get a little break, and uh, but not only that, I came down to see Survivor Series and NXT and uh, Joey Janela's L.A. Confidential, and maybe take in a Raw or SmackDown. That was uh, that was on the table, but uh, undecided at the beginning, and also another indie show that was after uh, Joey Janela's um show that was also on fight network uh, i can't remember the name of it right now the guys are gonna kill me because the we watch wrestling crew uh does commentary on it and i just want to say that this whole weekend uh, would not have been possible without the we watch wrestling crew uh i did their podcast twice last week and this week give that a listen i just you know vince averill and i go back well it's uh we go back 11 years now and we've been friends and uh we're we're great friends and uh you know i just want to thank we watch wrestling uh because um you know bring me down and well i came down and but they you know i went with those guys to survivor series to war games to uh joy janela and you know i didn't have to order any tickets i didn't have to go through any of the headaches of anything or planning anything uh vince averill is the man and uh he had it all planned out and uh Just a fantastic, fantastic trip. So um, thanks to Vince Averill and Tom Sibley and Matt McCarthy and uh, everyone else. Um, So here we go. Uh, The first show that we went to was uh, Joey Janela's LA Confidential. Our seats, we got in there. It's in a bar called The Hi-Hat. And... um, we get in there, and it's a nice place. It's a very cool place. Uh, it's got a chicken stand, a Portuguese, or I don't know, maybe a Korean chicken stand or something like that uh, to order food from, and a nice long bar, and then uh, a dance area. I would imagine, and that's where um, where the, uh, the 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 wrestling ring was. So after the um, the wrestling ring there's you know around the wrestling ring there's ringside and this is regular on the floor but then on one side um it's an elevated stage that's uh, on par with the wrestling ring so um we were sitting there and we were front row so literally like if i wanted to reach out and grab the ropes i could i was that close on an indie wrestling card. And I was like, I remember thinking, well, surely they won't do any spots here on the stage because we're all sitting up here. Where would we go? We don't have anywhere to go but off the stage. So where would we go? But, uh, oh, no, they did spots on the stage. And we had to pick up our chairs and find a way to move and get out of the way. Uh, We were part of the action all night long. uh, And what a night it was. Um, <laughs> this, well, if you haven't heard, a lot of things happened this night, but before we get to a lot of things happened that night, um, let's just talk about some of the card. Uh, Joy Janella always puts together a fantastic card. Um, the first, uh, match was, um, oh my God, who was it? I'm going to pull the match up here, but, uh, while I'm, uh. Pulling this up, um I'm gonna break story and say what the fuck is going on? Uh with the elite. They've left Bullet Club and uh what happened next is uh, where are they gonna go? They're in Ring of Honor in New Japan now. Obviously they're not staying. They said they were leaving. They're not gonna go to the WWE because they're not going to get what they want in the WWE, um, so I don't see that happening. But Chris Jericho is tight with uh, with Impact and with uh, Don Callis, and uh, we thought maybe because Impact is on the cruise of Jericho, that maybe Impact might be where uh, the elite might be going. Because Impact wrestlers are allowed to wrestle elsewhere, like MLW, and pretty much wherever they want, uh, as long as it's not a direct competitor, which would be probably Ring of Honor or uh, New Japan, or I don't even know if they can do New Japan. I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure they can't, though. Um, so that, with that said, the Elite uh, Impact seemed like a, maybe a good place to go. Impact is uh, rumored to be having a deal, but then, boom, this morning, right before, well, right before I started this podcast, uh, it's probably already broken to you. Um, the Elite and Chris Jericho and JR, good old JR, Boomer Sooner, um, they are all in cahoots and they are all beginning their own wrestling league. Um, the Elite, something along those lines. Hold on a second. I'm going to pull this up on the old Twitter. Uh, Here we go. It's, um, yeah, Uh, WWE rival promotion with Elite, Jr. and Jericho seemingly going ahead. First of all, they're not going to compete directly with the WWE. You know, like, there's so many brands of the WWE. How can they compete with the whole WWE? Like, I can see this rivaling. NXT maybe I don't know who knows well who knows what's gonna happen but I think NXT is the best brand that WWE has so I don't mean that to be an insult but uh, it's gonna be called all elite wrestling AEW all right and they uh, trademarked uh, AEW double or nothing AEW all out AEW Tuesday night dynamite all out double or nothing all elite wrestling so this is this is the Bucks, this is Cody, this is Kenny, this is Hangman, and this is Marty, and this is Jericho. And this is uh, JR, good old JR now. We just saw JR fell on his face a couple weeks ago, but maybe word got out and maybe Vince had his way. <laughs> I don't think so. But could you imagine that? if? <laughs> JR got the shit kicked out of him for being in cahoots with these guys and starting up a wrestling league because JR would always tell stories about Vince McMahon, uh, you know, people wanting to kill Vince McMahon when Vince McMahon started uh, taking over the WWE and taking it worldwide. This is amazing, but... uh, you know, I would think, like, where are they going to get the talent? Where are they going to get the payroll? Apparently, 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 you ever see that fat kid on Ellen? That, or he's not even fat, that little red-handed kid. Apparently, he always says apparently, and it makes me laugh. Um, apparently, these guys are going to be banked by uh, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's what I've uh, read. So, a new wrestling organization will be coming soon. Uh, I don't know, are they also going to be on Fight TV? It seems like everybody's going to be on Fight TV. Maybe they're going to have their own channel. Uh, Maybe they'll be on uh, who knows, but Tuesday Night Dynamite sounds like they're going to be on Tuesday nights uh, somewhere on uh, television or on satellite or online. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing the progression of this and uh, I'm very interested in what the that's McMahon's thoughts are with Chris Jericho, you know, like, cause Jericho would have had, he'd usually okay as McMahon on everything, but who knows? It's just very exciting times. Very exciting times now. Um, while I was telling you that I was supposed to be, uh, looking up the, uh, <laughs> the Joey Janela card and, uh, I didn't. <laughs> So I'm looking that up right now. Uh, I just want to tell you, I know Bob Hawley was on it. Bob Hawley wrestled Brody King, and that was very exciting. Uh, Bob Hawley came on stage, uh, or came into the ring. Uh, he came right down um, our rope where we were on. Uh, Matt, Vince, and I all got high fives from Bob Hawley. He seemed to be very happy and in very good mood. He looked in great shape. He's wrestling Brody King. Who, who who is like, uh, reminds me so much of Aleister Black, but just a bigger version and just maybe a little nastier. I don't know. But, wow, like, let me tell you, this match was great. It was good. It was great. It was a, it was a great wrestling match because there was a lot of hardcore um, and moments of this night that were kind of uncomfortable as a wrestling fan, um, but... This match was just a great wrestling match, and well done, and it's great to see, and then uh, Bob Holly at the end, cut a promo, and he said, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm sorry I'm not as big as I used to be, I'm no longer on the gas. And then uh, he goes, anybody who says... He goes, everyone was on the gas back then. And anyone who says they weren't on the gas are a fucking liar. And the crowd cheered. And, uh, you know, he thanked the wrestling fans for being wrestling fans. And and thanked, uh, you know, thanked the audience, was very gracious, and said goodnight and uh, took off. But it was a nice little promo that he cut on everything. So right now, we're going to... Uh, Game Changer Wrestling presents Joey Janello's LA Confidential. Looking at this here. Oh, event ended. Well I don't I still wanna look at the event. View details. Oh wait, what what? Why did my computer do that? Alright, view details, here we go. But I'm on eventbrite, but I'm hoping it's gonna list the card. Okay, so here we got the great card. Uh, the great Sas- uh, Sasuke, uh, who uh, was got over, uh, wrestled uh, DJ Z. Um, DJ Z had a ridiculous mask on, and nobody knows why. Uh, Johnny in quite the heel. I got to tell you, this guy uh, cracked me up. He kind of looks like Eli Manning, uh, or maybe uh, definitely a guy that probably works in an office, but uh, he wrestled this kid by the name of Jungle Boy. And- And uh, they had a great wrestling match going on. And Jungle Boy, well, Jungle Boy, we'll talk about later. The next singles match was Brody King, who defeated Hardcore Holly at 830. Uh, That was great. So those were great three wrestling matches that we had right there. Then um, we get into a, uh, well, we just get into, well, okay. So then we get into this match, Penelope Ford, the bad girl, a beautiful lady, great wrestler uh, against Human Tornado who I guess is one of the PWG OGs uh, those are a lot of letters to take in, pro wrestling gorillas original gangsters um, Human Tornado uh, comes in and he uh, his life has been a tornado as far as I understand it's been a mess um, addiction and, and, and things I I guess he's doing okay now. So he has a match, but the way he treats uh it's an intergender match. Um but the way he treats uh Penelope Ford uh certain times where he's on top of her uh saying do you like that uh bitch? But not like that, but saying hard bitches. He was it's like look at this is all right like this is the way Shaft treated women, and that might have been okay in the 70s, but we're here in the 2018, and it, it's just inappropriate. Like, even during a match, like, just wrestle, you know. If you're trash-talking, just, you know, don't, you know. It's just, it was very uncomfortable to watch at times. It was just like, ooh. However, Penelope Ford did defeat him uh, in a match that went almost 20 minutes with a lot of high spots, and um, It was crazy. Uh, the next match, uh, Ethan Page, All-Ego Ethan Page, of course, from Hamilton, um, defeated Dilo Brown, and let me tell you, Bob Holly looked like Bob Holly. He looked great. Uh, Dilo Brown, I did not recognize. I know he says, you better recognize. Well, I didn't. Um, it didn't look like Dilo Brown. It looked, he looked like Uncle Phil. He could still move, though he could still have a good match. He didn't do uh, the flying frog splash uh, off the top rope, but he did do the uh, sit down power bomb that he's famous for, and he did a lot of his D-Lo mannerisms. Uh, I was always a fan of d in the Nation of Domination and his days in the WWE. It was good seeing him wrestle uh, a decent match, but he lost to uh, to All-Eagle Ethan Page. Then they had a seven uh, <laughs> a seven way match and this was just all over the place so we have jimmy lloyd never heard of him. most of these guys have people i've never heard because i'm not uh, familiar with the indie scenes all throughout the states however jimmy lloyd defeats chase owens i knew who he was and delilah doom very entertaining uh facade uh that guy was pretty cool he had dreads and blonde hair uh wore zubaz so did his girl um, Jake Atlas Kutaro uh, and uh, T- Takeshi uh, Minimo I hope I'm right with that and uh, Jimmy Lloyd 1 um, I believe at one point Somebody said, "Give me a chair," and there was a chair like uh, at my feet. So I grabbed the chair and I gave the guy a chair, and I was like, "I ha, know ha, ha, I'm a heel," <laughs> uh, which I thought was pretty cool. That's the only direct uh, I had direct uh, contact I had with any of the matches was I did help a guy use a chair on someone else, which I was fine with. You know, because it was a so far it was crazy and the match was all over the place. And uh, I got to tell you, I was most entertained by Delilah Doom in this match. She was very entertaining and. Um, and it was pretty good. It went 12 minutes. It was very quick. So next up, we had Jacob Fatu versus KTB. Um, Jacob Fatu is, of course, uh, Fatu. He's one of the uh, Samoans uh, related to the Usos, uh, related to Rikishi. Obviously, if you're related to The Rock, all that family. He's part of that family. And um, Jacob Fatu, at one point, oh, yeah, a guy maybe he oh no maybe I give the the chair to KTB but he used he hit um, Fatu in the head with the chair and he's like uh, you can't hit the, the Samoan chair in the head and hurt him fool you know or something like that anyways it, it was great it was a great match and then um, what was really cool was later on that night I went for some mac and cheese and uh, Fatu was out there vaping And right beside him was one of the Usos. Now, I don't know if it was Jimmy or Jay, but uh, it was definitely one of the Usos. He had his white sneakers on. Uh, He was wearing a hoodie with sleeves, so you couldn't tell by his arm tattoos. But it was definitely one of the Usos I know the Usos when I see them and then when people started coming uh, towards us um, he put up his hood so he wasn't so identifiable and you know what nobody bothered him maybe one person talked to him I talked to Fatu I sort of walked with them and I talked to Fatu and uh, he was very nice to talk to and then uh, this is after the show and then uh, Chris Hero is there uh, Cassius in NXT and he is handing out t-shirts to everybody and just taking pictures with people and i thought that was fantastic also in the back of the room i noticed during the matches i looked up and you could see um the uh, talent standing on the stairs watching the wrestling matches oh matt riddle you could see him in the back well you could just see the hair and the hat but he wears his hat so distinctively and his hair is so bro you know uh, it was cool to see that. Oh, Matt Riddle's here and Cassius Ono. And oh my God, they're having a match tomorrow in NXT War Games. Crazy. Singles match coming up next Eli Everfly. Um, it's funny. Uh, this is the first wrestling match I'm seeing that night. And Eli Everfly is wrestling in it. And uh, we'll talk about him a little later. But he, he defeats Marco Stunt. Um this match was crazy. Uh high flying. These guys are evenly Marco's stunt is tiny. Evi Everfly is not very big at all. Um he has a green tongue and it's disgusting. And you know, it's just Eli uh is very, very high flying, so is Marco. But um at then one point they stumbled in on the stage where we were. And then when they were setting up a spot where I guess he was trying to put Marco uh, through a table by being back body dropped off the stage, I guess. And uh, when Marco stunt hit the ground, you could just hear his shin smack this pavement or the floor. And it, bang, made a bang, you know, like you could hear the bang, at least we could, and uh, he could not move, he was in pain, they had to stop the match, they had to get everybody to clear a path, clearly they did not have paramedics, maybe they had a doctor or someone, maybe a first responder, but basically they all came and then they, they carried him out, which might have been more damage to his leg, and then he was, I guess, rushed to the hospital, so maybe they did have some Ambulance there at the beginning, but um, they would need that ambulance later, uh, later in the ne- in the next match. Actually, so EVi Everfly and Marco Stone Where the se- was the second match where it's like, oh my god, he, like someone is seriously hurt, and uh, you never want to see that in professional wrestling. Um, you want to see guys working together, people working together to have great matches, entertain. Uh, you don't nearly need to see. The crazy violence that is. And speaking of crazy violence, the GCW heavyweight title match is next. Uh, Nick Gage uh, went up against David Arquette. For those of you who don't know, David Arquette, most wrestling fans know him as the worst WCW champion of all time. Uh, However... He's not, uh, he's been wrestling lately. And he's been tagging up with RJ City, who's on the show. And he wrestled RJ City. And now, they for about, about a year, I would say he's been wrestling in the Indies. And uh, he's going to be on Tommy Dreamer's card in Philadelphia December 8th, House of Hardcore. It's just very, very cool that uh, he's doing this, clearly, by his tattoos on his body, because I was so close to him. He's got tattoos of the Bruiser, and he's got tattoos of, like, Macho Man, or Elizabeth, and, uh, you know, like, little face tattoos. Like, the Rolling Stone cover, album cover, with all the little faces. What's that album? Nah, I don't know. Forget about it. It's not Steel Wheels. No, it's, uh... Ah, forget about it but anyways Nick Gage and David Arquette Nick Gage just got out of jail by the way David Arquette before going in tweeted I thought it was Nick Cage my former brother-in-law oh no Nick Gage this guy's gonna kill me and it was a death match Yeah, and it started out as a decent wrestling match. Uh, I felt uncomfortable when I saw Nick Gage come in with a pizza cutter sticking out of his pocket. Well, that can't be good. Um, So it started out as a good match. They were wrestling, and then some chairs came into it. And then um, it spilled outside, and then maybe some tables were brought into it. It feels like everything was used at one point. Uh, David Arquette got hit with a Budweiser beer bottle that was half full. Let's like smash it over his head. And the crowd gasped. I myself did not gasp. I knew it was a fake beer bottle because. The bar did not serve beer bottles they only served cans of beers and budweiser was not one of them because there's a bit of a hipster place that only had ipas on sale so so you know maybe some pabst uh was there but it was all in cans there were no uh, bottles so that bottle just being there was just didn't make any sense um but anyway only I notice that, and I'm a, I'm a nerd. So they keep going, and then eventually, in the mayhem, they bring out these fluorescent light tubes for for well for, for lights or fluorescent light tubes, and they start using. And Vince goes, all right. That's enough. I've had enough of this. I've seen enough. He goes, I've seen enough of this. And he goes, he goes, Florence, he goes, light tubes where I draw the line. And then, uh, he goes, I'm out of here. Then he takes off and Matt McCarthy takes off and then Sibley sort of moves to the back. So I'm just standing there by myself, ringside, watching this mayhem take place. And, i don't know if you've watched it there's a video post on my facebook page from vulture magazine that has clips of it you can watch it on youtube you can watch it probably find it online but it got vulgar like they were like at one part like he would use the pizza cutter on his mouth and it uh he oh it was just disgusting There were diamond cutters through chairs, diamond throwers through fluorescent light bulbs. And at one part, the guy who, uh, who had the DKM or MDK or something like that, he's part of the Murder, Death, Kill group. I was like, is that like fuck, Mary or kill? But you just do all three, murder, death, kill? Which one would you do? I'd murder her, and I'd wish good death upon him, you know. But anyways, this guy Gage was insane, uh, and he literally was trying to impale David Arquette with, this, with the fluorescent tube into his forehead, trying to make him look like a unicorn or something. And then all of a sudden, David Arquette just grabbed his neck and then I felt like he looked at me because I was right in front of him, like right in front of him. The ropes are the only thing keeping us apart. And he looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, oh, my God. And he's holding his neck. Now, I knew his jugular wasn't cut because I've seen Clint Malawrchuk's jugular get cut. And even if you got something pressing on it, it's still going to square it out. Uh, and there wasn't enough blood, even though he was covered in blood. There wasn't enough blood then at that point. So, uh he ended up walking out of the ring and then coming back into the ring and getting pinned and not even selling the pin. He just got right up and left the ring and then it turns out Jungle Boy's dad was in the back and his dad's Luke Perry from 90210 and he grabbed David Arcad and they fucked off in uh, Dylan McKay's car and he rushed him to the hospital because the ambulance was already gone and uh, that's how that ended and it ended in un- just a... Silence people could not believe Nick Gage cuts a promo jumps in the crowd and he's drinking beer celebrating with the people and I'm like what the fuck what the fuck just happened Um, there was a match later on that night uh, after the after everybody cleared out at midnight there was another wrestling card I can't remember the name of it. Um, the We Watch Wrestling guys did commentary. There's no ring. There's no rules. They were just fighting in the bar. And it was mostly the people from um, the matches that we saw earlier in the night having another match and collecting another paycheck. So uh, that was the great first night. Uh, second day, we go into NXT War Games. Uh, Vince, myself, and and Sibley uh, and Matt McCarthy are all there. Uh, Matt McCarthy did not get there till the for the last match. But um it was great. There was a taping first. Got to see Keith Lee wrestle. Uh, it looks like Lars Sullivan is going to go up to the main roster instead of feuding with Keith Lee. But i kind of like to see that happen first. Uh, Candice Del Rey had a great match on the undercard against Nikki Cross. And, uh, then we went into the first match, um, Matt Riddle came out and, uh, he, they weren't even supposed to wrestle. He cuts a promo. Cassius ono comes down, gets in the ring, uh, quick move, surprise, Pin one, two, three. Matt Riddle gets out, trending worldwide. NXT is off. Next match, Shayna Brazler comes in and uh, against uh, Carrie Sane. And uh, again, she has the horsewomen with her and uh, needs help uh, in a two out of three falls. But in the end, Shayna Brazler, I believe she uh, walked off with the title. And uh, I thought that was an incredible match. NXT was just so fucking good. Five matches every match was amazing uh the next match after uh and brazler was johnny gargano versus alistair black uh now i'm thinking that gargano who's been in a feud with champa forever and losing to him he's finally going to get a win against alistair black which is a good opponent for him and this might have like every match might have been my favorite match this match was so good and then uh Gargano still doesn't get the win, and um, Aleister Black gets it. Next, very entertaining, Velveteen Dream, going against Champa for the world title, uh, the NXT title, I mean. And uh, Velveteen Dream, in the past, he's come out as the Hulkster in the yellow and the red. Uh, well, we're in Hollywood, we're in LA, California, so of course he comes out full-on NWO Hollywood Hulk Hogan gear. Uh, Not only that, he's uh, mimicking Hogan throughout the match, doing everything, uh, doing the ear cup, uh, doing the pointing, hulking up at one point, dropping a leg, giving the boot All the Hogan mannerisms were in there. He was so entertaining. Meanwhile, having a serious match with Ciampa, and it was just amazing. In the end, I think Ciampa uh, DDT'd him in between the war game rings on the uh, metal plating, and uh, that knocked him out enough to get the pin uh, there. Sorry if you did not see it. There's our spoilers. And the next match after that was, um, was the War Games. It was just amazing. Uh, if there were some interesting things. They had these little shark cages up top where everybody was in. I'm not really a big fan of that. But uh, I guess they can't really have everybody sort of standing around the ring like they would back in the day, like a lumberjack jacket. Uh, you lumberjack and match. But I don't know. They put them in this cage. And uh, the War Games would go and... The uh, Undisputed Era had the advantage every time because they drew first. Obviously, we didn't see the coin uh, the coin toss. I'm not going to give you details, but uh, in a chaotic match, the Undisputed Era um, uh, went lost to uh, Ricochet, uh, Pete Dunne, and the War Raiders, and um, you know, in a match that uh, that was uh, very PWG. But on a budget, as the boys would say, because uh, all those wrestlers in that match had went through PWG at one point. So it's cool you're seeing them in the Staples Center when maybe three or four years ago you might have saw those guys wrestling in a Legion in Mercedes. It's just amazing. That's why you should go out and support your local indies, because uh, tomorrow's stars have to start somewhere. And uh, go check out and support those indies. So that was NXT. It was just amazing. It was amazing. It was... Uh, I'm glad it was so amazing because I finally stopped talking about David our cat's match. And I uh, start talking about how great NXT was. Now Survivor Series comes around the corner. Uh, we didn't see the pre... The, the, the match, the uh, tag match. We didn't see that. The pre-show. Uh, we missed that. We got there in time for the actual starting of it all. And... Um, I'm just going to be honest. Uh, the the girls five on five was great. That might have been the first match. The, the, the bar versus uh, AOP, that match was a bit of a stinker. Uh, I guess they did a gag where the manager, short little guy, pissed his pants. I don't know what they were doing, but it was just stupid. And then it seemed like just right after that point, Enzo Amore shows up out of the audience like in the second row across from us and we were sitting three rows off of the um, off the floor behind uh, on the camera side. So the Enzo Amore, he gets up and all of a sudden he has a belt and he has his shirt on and his hair is all Enzo'd out and he's like, I'm Enzo Amore. And he cuts his stupid little promo. The fans start going nuts The fans start going nuts. But uh, do you remember the Royal Rumble when Gronk tried to get in? Or that uh, time where Gronk tried to get in? Yeah, maybe it was the Royal Rumble at Staples Center. And there was that woman that sort of like put him like, ah, you're not going anywhere. And then they had to convince her that it was part of the storyline. So she let him go. Anyways, she's at the Staples Center. (laughs) As Enzo Amore is doing his shtick. Uh, (laughs) she grabs him and she drags him out of the row and she basically like brings him to the back and escorts him out and uh, my buddy Danny got the best footage of it all oh man I wish I had it but he should have sold it to TMZ uh showed them him and her backstage and you know like her like you gotta go kicking him out And, of course, the fans were all, like, chanting Enzo for some reason. And, you know, this guy's a loser for doing this. It's just showing you that he's never been a team player because why would he go in? Like, even though those are the former employees, you know, he had to be a team player. Like, why would he go and fuck up their match? Like, I would love to see Big Show, who was involved in the match, maybe talk to him after the show, see how see what he says about it. You know, like, I have a feeling that if Enzo had the guts to go into the dressing room after that match, uh, Sheamus and Cesaro might have had their way with them because they really fucked up the match. And um, not that the match was great to begin with, but it was the perfect match for Enzo to hijack. So, uh <laughs> what a loser people beside me are like well what if he bought a ticket i'm like it doesn't matter if he bought a ticket this is the wwe right now and that's where he used to work and you can't trespass after you're no longer welcome there um you know it's trespassing and that's what he did whether he bought a ticket or not and then the rest of the weekend, they had pictures of him posted at the doors, don't let this man in. I don't know if you've seen the pictures. He had a pretty clever disguise. <laughs> he looked absolutely ridiculous. Um, the best matches of the night were clearly Charlotte and uh, Ronda Rousey and Daniel Bryan and um, and Brock Lesnar. Uh my favorite was Ronda Rousey and Charlotte. That is a match that I thought was for WrestleMania. Uh, but due to Becky's injury, um, Charlotte it gets bumped in. And now we get to see this match early. And Charlotte has turned returned to being the queen, the true queen, the heel that she was. And uh, this was crazy because I thought Ronda Rousey was the most cheered person in the company. Uh, that's what I've seen when she came to Toronto. I'd heard this from Vince, my buddy Vince Averill, in the past when he would seen her at the Staples Center, and I just thought Rhonda was over. But uh, for some reason, Charlotte was over, and Rhonda was booed, especially when they said she was from Venice Beach, from or from Venice. They all booed her because they know she's not from Venice, and. Um, It was pretty insane. So for the whole match, it seemed like Ronda was the heel and Charlotte was the face. And then uh, Charlotte ended up getting the disqualification for using a kendo stick outside. And ah, this bothered the fuck out of me because... Why does she get disqualified for using a weapon outside when guys can constantly wrestle and put people through tables and use the table as a weapon or go and take the stairs and use the stairs as a weapon? You know, like guy, it seems like guys can just once they get outside the ring during a the match, they can do anything they fucking want as long as they're back in by 10 seconds. Meanwhile, Charlotte uses one candlestick on Ronda Rousey outside fucking DQ. That is bullshit. WWE writers or whomever get the consistency right. All right? That's all I'm saying. Make it consistent. You know, and, and then they they wouldn't let, you know, it just it ruined a great match for me. You know, it didn't ruin it, but it definitely put a little you know, uh, I I just ate something really fucking fantastic, but it has a horrible aftertaste. So that's the way I felt about that match. But Charlotte is just amazing, and uh, Ronda Rousey did not look bad coming off that. She's still undefeated, um, and uh, fantastic match. Let's see the let's see what happens with Brock and Daniel Bryan now. Um, Daniel Bryan came out and. Um, He was cheered more than Brock and Daniel Bryan was supposed to be the heel in this. And Brock was cheered. So here we have them booing Ronda Rousey and cheering Charlotte and cheering. So this audience is not acting the way it's supposed to. And I was like, huh, this is funny because this is what they call Toronto, Bizarro Land. And it felt like uh, L.A. was Bizarro Land this weekend, cheering for uh, the wrong people. So, as the match went on, um, it looked like the same old shit that uh, Brock Lesnar always does. He took uh, Daniel Bryan to Suplex City. There must have been seven or eight of them. And it got to a point where the crowd turned on Brock and they just started chanting, same old shit, same old shit. And Brock smiled and uh, Heyman put the belt up in the air. And then all of a sudden, Daniel Bryan got a nut shot in. And uh, took him Brock down and then just really started going to town and making his comeback. And the crowd uh, was going nuts for him. And uh, turned out the match, which I thought was going to be like the John Cena-Brock uh, Lesnar match from SummerSlam a few years ago, turned out to be an, actually a great match between the two champs and uh, with uh, Brock Lesnar getting the pin on Daniel Bryan in the end. And that closed out Survivor Series, and I thought that would be it. Four wrestling cards in three days, uh, quite a bit. However, we took Raw off, and uh, we ended up back at SmackDown last night. I went with uh, our buddy Danny, uh, who's a listener of We Watch Wrestling, and hopefully a, a huge Degrassi fan, and hopefully uh, a wrestler on this show. So, Danny was on the show, or was with us. And uh, I was with Vince and his beautiful wife, Georgia, uh, from My Favorite Murder uh, fame. Uh, and we went and saw SmackDown last night. And we were back in the premium seats with the knee space. So, that was good. And uh, Charlotte came out and got fined $100,000, um, you know, for her abuse towards Ronda Rousey. And our, our abuse, to no, for putting her hands on five WWE referees. Okay, this is bullshit. Because again, when new guys do it, yeah, you never hear them getting fined. Although this, I'm sure this fine was not real, just kayfabe. But, um, but last night was very interesting because um, e- Eli Everfly, who was uh, against Marco Stunt earlier in the night, uh, showed up in a match against The Miz and Shane and uh, Shane McMahon, and sure enough. Uh, very funny uh, what happened. Well, McMahon uh, just sort of sat in the ring while The Miz wrestled uh, Eli Everfly, who was not very big, but he got a surprise pin over The Miz and uh the place went nuts because la knows this wrestler he's an indie guy and uh and it was cheering it was very nuts Uh, they were cheering for him but they were also cheering for the miz all night long and um the miz at the end of the show in the dark match wrestles daniel bryan and daniel bryan was booed because he won't do the yes chant anymore And uh, he won't even do the no chant anymore, but uh, The Miz came out, and The Miz, because he's facing Daniel Bryan, automatically gets cheered, and it's insane. It's bizarro land, because this feud has been going on forever, and The Miz has always been the bad guy, but now the tables have turned, because Daniel Bryan won't do the yes chant, and and he's hitting guys in the nuts, and now he's wearing black, and he's got long hair and an attitude. Um, and it's awesome. The new Daniel Bryan is fantastic, and uh, the Miz was over like he's never been. So the Miz started doing the yes chant, and the Miz started doing the yes kicks, and the Miz started taking all of his moves, and the crowd was doing everything with the Miz as it was Daniel Bryan. And after the the pro after the match, um, now Daniel Bryan did I believe win, uh, but after the match. Um the Miz cut a promo saying, you know, in all of his years of wrestling here, whether he's been face or heel, he's never been cheered the way he was tonight. And he thanked the good fans of LA. And uh, that's how we went out. And that was my weekend. Uh that was right up lead led me right up to last night, to this morning, to reading about the elite and their new dreams and hopes. And um yeah. Uh, On Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, I head back to the Great White North. And uh, next week, we will be uh, taking in two Fozzy concerts. So, um, next week, you can, uh, well, just expect... Uh, hopefully I have someone on as a guest. I don't know who the guest is going to be next week, but I can tell you one thing next week is going to be the review of Fozzy. You're going to hear a lot about the Fozzy concert and my first greeting, hopefully, or meeting or scene of Chris Jericho. So much to talk about. So much to talk about great time wrestling is such a good time right now and we are all very lucky uh wrestling fans thank you for joining me here on talking wrestling thank you for letting me uh put a headlock on your ears for a bit um i'm casey corbin thanks for tuning in and uh, don't forget to rate review subscribe and of course you know about the postcard deal i don't have to tell you i'll tell you next week thanks again never sleeps networks talking wrestling have a good night good day good evening whatever bye